Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Well, hey guys, my name is Jack Jens, and I'm so excited to be able to share the Word of God with you guys today. Um, as you know, we're week four at Church at the Movies, and I don't know about you, but I absolutely love movies. I love going to the movies. I love eating popcorn. I love the experience. Movies are my thing, and so when you combine church and movies, I'm a happy camper. I really am, and so I get to preach out of the Emojis movie. Has anyone seen that movie? It's on Netflix, so if you haven't seen it, go and watch it. It will change your life. Um, but there's a couple of things I'm excited for. Um, the first thing I'm super excited for is after this 10:15 experience at 12:15 at Goose Island, we have our very first session of Five Starters, and I'm so pumped about this because I believe discipleship paves the way to be Christ carriers, so we can see a nation, a city transformed. I believe that transformed people transform cities, and I love the fact that we have this group of discipleship where we can gather together, we can pull apart the Word of God, we can ask questions. We can go deeper and we can understand what this whole thing of Christianity is about. And so if that's something you're excited about or something that you're, you're interested in, make sure that you come and find me, Lily, Pastor Elijah, or Pastor Ashley, and we would love for you to get involved. Or just come over at 1215. Just walk in and we'd love to have you there because we want to go deep in discipleship. Really quick, if you look around the room, you'll see we're seated a little bit differently here. Uh, we're seated at tables and not in rows as a typical church. And the reason why is we believe life happens in circles, not rows. We believe that when you get in community, we believe that you you go deeper, you go higher, you accelerate, you become greater. I really believe that when you're in community, you advance to the next level. Does anyone believe that tonight, this morning? Whoop. <laughs> this morning. You know what's amazing? I don't know if you know this saying, but the saying goes like this. It's not what you know, but it's who you know. And I believe that when we're in a place where we connect, God's going to align you into the path, the call, the destiny, and maybe the first step of what he has for you if you get around community. Amen? Amen. Awesome, guys. Well, another thing I want to throw out there is right now in the back of the room, we have the production team, but we also have people in the back room in the green room doing the online campus. We have hosts ready and chatting with people, praying for people, and we have people all around the world viewing right now this experience. Isn't that amazing? Are you guys thankful for technology? No matter where you're at, you can be in a place and you can receive what, what's being released in a place. Amen? And one more thing is my mom's watching. Mom, Melissa, <laughs> you're amazing. I love you, Mom. Um, I'm your son. I hope you're proud and you're watching right now all the way in Australia. I love you and everyone at Change loves you. And I hope you're enjoying this, this experience. Amen? <laughs> Just had to give a shout out to my, my mom there. Thanks, Dan. Let's give it up for the moms in the house. Come on. <laughs> awesome, guys. Well, hey, if you've got your Bible with you, I would love you to open it up with me to Luke 8. And we're going to start up in verse 42, and we're going to go to halfway through 42, so we're not going to start at 42, but halfway through 42, because I believe that God meets us in the middle. I believe that God is a middle God, that right in the center of everything, He wants to meet us where we're at. So we're going to read verse 42, Luke 8. Shout me down if you're there. Someone give me a holla. Give me a hello. Awesome. Great. Let's read. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could hear, uh, heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. 
Who touched me, Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Somebody touch me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told that she touched him and how she's been instantly healed. Then he said to her daughter, Your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Turn to your neighbor and say, go in peace. Mom, would you pray with me? Father, we thank you so much that this word is going to, you're going to speak through this word and we're going to be transformed. That God, we're going to leave different than as we came in. And God, I just ask that you would move in such a powerful way. It's not about the preacher. It's not about the message. But God, it's all about your presence. And so, Father, we ask that we would encounter you in a new way. That you would give us a new revelation of who you are. That God, that you would break chains, strongholds, and bondages that we've held on for years. And God, you would truly set us free. Because in a moment, you can change everything. We love you, God, and we give you all glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, I feel like I've got to live up to a bit of an expectation here because right now we're in a comedy club. And uh, I'm sharing the stage with some of the most amazing comedians on the planet, like Kevin Hart. And um, some other ones that I don't know. I only know Kevin Hart, unfortunately. Um, I know The Rock, but I don't think he's a comedian. He's just in some really good movies. Um, but I want to I wanna throw out a joke just to kind of loosen it up in the room right now. Um, as I said before, we love community and we love connecting. And so I'd love for you guys to connect after the service, not when I preach. But if you find, gentlemen, I'm going to help you out right now because I'm a good man, a good Samaritan. But I'm going to give you a pickup line that's going to help you take the next step if you find a beautiful woman. So what you can do is you want to show up wherever this girl's at. It's called church stalking. And uh, you want to appear and you want to open up your Bible. Men, take notes. Thanks, man. I see you taking notes there. Good job. And uh, you want to open it up and you want to look at the woman. Wait till she gets eye contact. Once she gets eye contact, you're good to go in. And you approach her. you got your Bible. And, and you ask her, go, hey, my Bible seems really incomplete. I'm in the book of Numbers right now, and your number's not in there. Come on, that's like the best way that you could get. Come on, give, give me a little bit more excitement. Come on. It works. That's how um, I've been married for two years, that one pickup line. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, hey, guys, welcome to church at the movies. And as I said, I'm so excited to preach from the Emoji movie. Um, I've watched it. It's an amazing movie. And so before I get in, we're actually going to watch it here at church. So I'll see you guys in two hours. We'll be back right after the movie, and then I'll share my message. I'm just kidding, guys. Turn your eyes to the screen. We're going to watch a clip from the Emoji movie. <laughs> Wasn't that amazing? I love the Emoji movie. My favorite moment probably in that was the Australian little shrimp on the barbie, mate. Um, that's amazing. I'm originally from Australia. My accent's kind of disappeared. My wife's been praying for it to come back. And sometimes what she would do is she will give me YouTube videos with people that have an Australian accent. And she would say, you need to sit here and you need to listen and you need to now receive that because I need you to go back to your Australian accent. Um, I don't know. America has a very, con you know, uh, authoritative accent. I actually like it, you know. You guys say that you don't have an accent, but I say I like your accent. But anyway, what I noticed in this, uh, in this, in this clip here is that there was a moment where the narrator was saying, he was announcing that this emoji has to do this, or this emo emoji must express this, or she must do that, she's got to do this, he's got to do that. And what I noticed is that element seemed a little bit controlling, like these emotions had to control these emojis, that in every moment, every situation, no matter if it was good or bad, these emojis had to express the default emotion that they were. 
We see it with a billionaire. He wins the lottery, and he's a sad emoji. And in the moment of a good moment, in a moment where he should be happy and he should be excited, he has to express an emotion of sadness. We see it as well with the emoji that, that's, uh, that's happy all the time and smiling and laughing, that he broke his arm. And in a moment where it's hurtful and, and you're in pain and it's annoying and it's sad, that he actually has to be happy. That no matter that the situation and what's going on, he has to display and express the default emoji that he is. Now, friend, I want to ask you a question today. What emotions in your life have you let control you? What emotions in your life have you let talk you out of doing something that you wanted to do or desired to do? What emotions in your life did you let talk you out of going after that desired career path? Or what emotion in your life let you talk you out of making the next steps to fix your marriage? Or what emotions did you let come in that stopped you and crippled you so that you could not achieve what God called you to? What emotion in your life has taken hold of you and become your God? Today, friends, I want to preach a simple message, but I believe it's going to change lives. And the message is simply this. Don't let your emotions control you, but let God lead you. Turn to your neighbor and say, let God lead you. Come on. Praise God. Turn to your other neighbor and say, let God lead you. Amazing. I love it. The 1015, we're going to get a little bit more excited because I feel like I'm preaching a little bit better than you're responding. And so I'm a shout back preacher. I need you guys to yell at me, holler at me, give me a hello, stand up and uh, shout me down because I think this is a collective thing. (laughs) Come on. Well, hey, what I've noticed in society is that we've simply allowed organizations or people groups or politics or media kind of control and tell us that we need to be led by our emotions. I believe that in today's society, we're easily offended, we're easily feeling rejected, that there's moments and situations where we just are led by our emotions, that whatever we feel, we do. And some people in this world, what they do is they they get so emotional that they go after something to fulfill them. It doesn't fulfill them, so then they run after something else to try and fulfill them. They're always led by their emotions. Always. And they never ever come to true fulfillment because they let emotions be their king and they haven't let Jesus be their king. Is there someone in the house today that is thankful that Jesus is king? That your emotions don't have to control you because God is ready to lead you. God is ready to fill you. God is ready to direct you. God is ready to give you everything that you designed and created for. Man, this this society sometimes, it it, it makes me nervous. the, The fact of This crippling sensation that we let these emotions weigh us down. That if you feel insecure, you're not going to stand up and do something bold. If you feel insecure, you're not necessarily going to push past that and go and speak to somebody that God's told you to speak to. Or if you're, you're desiring one thing, your emotions will say another and it will cripple you from stepping into the very purpose that God has for you. In society today, we have these emotions that rule and take the position of Christ Jesus. You know, I'm really believing that today, guys, that God would do something powerful. I really believe that, that God is going to come in in such a mighty way that we won't be having emotions lead us, but we'll simply have Jesus lead us. That in every situation that we can be in tune with the frequency of God and not to let the frequency of emotion lead us. I believe today that we will become powerful, more stronger, and come into a place where we can lead others because we're led by the true leader. Uh, Funny story, so a couple of years back, um, <laughs> Lily and I, uh, my beautiful wife, we, uh, 
uh, were about to be engaged, I was about to propose, I was about to pop the question. And uh, as you know, um, before we got uh, before we got engaged, we did a premarital course, a premarital counseling, and uh, pretty much getting us ready and ripe to then enter business. You know what I'm saying? And we all know, all men in the room know, once you go through that course, you're now prepared and ready to marry. Seriously, it's, it, you're, you're graduated. It's like school. You can graduate. You go to college. You graduate the marriage counseling, and then you become ready to get married. And so the last course, the last session was on Sunday, the su- Sunday coming up, and, and the day was, was Thursday. And I, I planned everything that week. I got my friends involved because I wanted to have the best proposal ever. I really did. I wanted, wanted it to be amazing to the point that when you go on YouTube and you type up best proposal ever, my video is right there. Like, I wanted to take it to the next level. I didn't want to be ordinary. I want to be something that's beyond ordinary, extraordinary. That's what I wanted to do. And so I got my friends involved, friends that could sing and play guitar. And I was like, hey, you need to sing some romantic Ed Sheeran songs when Lily comes in. And uh, I went to college. Costco, and at the time I was a broke Bible college student, and so I bought a tent from Costco and then returned it <laughs> the next day. And so I really wanted to hit this thing off, but you know, I, I, I tried to arrange things. I went to the store and I got petals, I got roses, I got all this type of stuff candles, tiki torches, you name it. I went all out and uh, I was pumped. Anyway, it's Thursday evening, one day until the most amazing event in all of history. And Lily receives a phone call. And I'm like, who's calling my girl? And it was my friend. My friend called Lily and said, hey, I know it's short notice, but I'm proposing on Saturday. Would you be able to help uh, me propose to my girlfriend? And I'm there like, oh, my leg was shaking. I'm like, we're not friends anymore. I guarantee after this, I'm going to call you and say we can't be friends. And so I'm trying to keep back my emotion and uh, try and be in a place where I can be supportive uh, but not give away because I can't just open it up. Like, hey, girl, you can't help with a proposal. Why? Because I'm proposing. Like, I'll just ruin everything. Like, it needs to be a surprise. And so what I did is I ended up calling all my friends, and I was like, hey, unfortunately, uh, my future got stolen, and we have to postpone it to the Sunday after service. And so they were like, all right, no problem. We can do that. We can help you out. But the question I want to ask you today is that has there been a moment in your life where everything changed? Has there been a moment in your life where you received a phone call or an emergency popped up or someone said something and you're going in one direction and immediately it changed? In that one moment, everything changed. And you're probably asking, Jack, what, what does this story relate to anything you're preaching? Well, hey, if you see in Luke 8, uh, <laughs> I know sometimes you, you share the most wildest story. And you're like, how do you connect that? But don't worry, guys, I'm going to connect it. Have faith. And so we go back to Luke 8. We see this woman for 12 years. She's had a blood condition, a blood issue, which means she's bleeding continuously for 12 years, a nasty disease. And what happened in that time is that if you were on that cycle, you were actually considered unclean. By the law, the religious law, you were unclean. You were not allowed to go in public. You're not allowed to touch people. You're not allowed to sit on other people's chairs. You're not allowed to be seen in public because this is a cycle that you need to go through. And then once you're clean, then you can be noticed in public. So for 12 years, feeling rejected, overlooked, looked down upon, outcasted, alienated, this woman had it all. All the emotions up in one moment, bonded up in one moment. But I'll tell you something amazing in this scripture, friend, is that that moment where she took that step of faith and grabbed the hem of Jesus' garment, in that moment, everything changed. Everything. Turn to your neighbor and say, everything changed. 
That one moment with Jesus, everything changed forever. All the shame, guilt, condemnation, the feeling of being outcast, everything disappeared and her illness disappeared because in one moment, everything changes. I love Jesus. Jesus is the man of the hour, the man of power. Jesus changes everything all the time. We see it in Scripture multiple times. We see with a blind man in one moment, his life transformed forever. Little side note here, the reason why Jesus used dirt and he used to to spit in his hands to heal the blind man is because Jesus was using the very thing that he was tormented by to heal him. People would throw throw, uh, dirt at him, throw stones at him, and they would spit at him to curse him. So Jesus used a very substance that was something that someone used for evil, and he turned it into good because Jesus changes the moment. Everything changes when Jesus comes in. We see another account with a man that's at the pool. He's a lame man on his mat, and he's waiting for that divine moment where the angel comes down, stirs the water so he can slip in, so he can be healed. He's been waiting for days, months, years. And then Jesus strolls in with Holy Ghost swag, and immediately everything changes in one moment. We see it with a woman caught in adultery as well. This moment where she, she's outcasted because she's been caught in sin and the Pharisees about to stone her and Jesus walks into the situation and di- didn't just change the moment by a miracle but changed the moment by truth. And in that moment, she was set free and everything changed in her life. We serve a God, friends, that in every situation and circumstance, if you invite him in, I guarantee something's going to change. So my message to you guys today is don't let your emotions control you, but let God lead you. Let God lead you. You guys are not responding too too much, so I'm going to keep doing this. And uh, what I'm going to do is turn to your neighbor and say, let God do this. Come on. We're connecting, church. I guarantee after this sermon, you and your neighbor are going to be best friends. I guarantee it. You're going to be skipping out of church ready to change the world together. I promise you. I'm going to make sure that you guys connect. And if you're a man and woman, I'm going to make sure you're going to get married. Uh, (laughs) Amazing. And so in one moment, everything changed. Another thing I noticed about this amazing passage of Scripture, and this is really cool because we get to go a little bit deeper here, but not just did everything change in the moment, But what the woman did after carrying all this stuff, all this emotion, all this rejection, what she had to do before she reached her miracle, before she reached the moment that she was transformed, was she had to let go and grab on. She had to let go of her emotions. She had to let go of control and hold on and let Jesus lead him. You know, who knows if my hands are full, I can't receive anything. Nothing. If my hands are full like this and you go to give me a dollar or go and give me something, maybe, I don't know, anything, you can't receive it because your hands are completely full. The only moment that you can truly receive something is when your hands are open. And today, friends, I'm telling you that we serve a God that is waiting for you to make that initial step because he already made the first step to let go and let God. That amazing quote. We have an amazing woman in this church that has that on her wrist, and I think it's amazing. I'm, I'm kind of jealous. It says, let go, let God on both wrists, and I'm like, that is amazing. I wish I could do that, but I'm scared of needles. <laughs> Absolutely hate needles, but the reality is, is that you need to let go and let God. 
And so today, friends, I want to ask you that question. I don't know what you're carrying, if it's pride, if it's arrogance, if it's, if it's shame, guilt, condemnation, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. The reality is, is it's time to let go and let God. It's time to let go and allow him to lead you. Stop letting your emotions control you and start allowing God to lead you. Can I get someone a, a Pentecostal amen today? Come on. Amazing. What's up, man? My man's behind me. He used to have dreadlocks, but he just... Uh, just got rid of them. <laughs> he still looks good, though. Are, are you dating right now? Single. Ladies and gentlemen, this beautiful man is single. Just a little shameless plug right there. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you've ever uh, had that friend um, or, or that person you know that says something that's truthful, but it's in the wrong moment. Like, for example, just say you're believing for prosperity in your life, right? And, uh, and you're like, hey, uh, I'm really believing, you express this to your friend, hey, I'm really believing that God um, would break through financially, that I could have a, a breakthrough for wealth to come in. And then your friend turns to you and goes, well, well in heaven, all, all the ground is created of gold and the gates of pearl, and God created everything and he beholds everything. And then you look at him and you're like, I, I don't want that. I want a dollar. Like, I want, I want help. Like, I need, I need prosperity. Or, like, you're trying to, you know, find someone to date and you're single and you're like, hey, man, I, I really believe in that God will bring me a wife, bring me someone that I can do life with. And, like, you don't need a wife. You got Jesus. And you're like, yeah, I got Jesus, but I want a, I want a woman. I want a girl. And so have you ever had a moment where you met someone that said something that was truth, but it was in the wrong moment? In the wrong moment. But I tell you something amazing, that even though that it was truth in the wrong moment, it doesn't change the fact that truth is truth. And so right now where you're at, you might think that that truth that God will take away everything, that truth that if you let go and let God that he will lead you and you'll be, be fulfilled, maybe you feel like that is, a, that is a truth, but it doesn't apply to you. But friend, I'm here today to tell you that that truth applies to you. It applies to you. I love what it says in James 4.10. It says, humble yourself before the Lord, and he will exalt you. And as I said before, his promises are yes and amen. And so when we humble ourselves before God and say, God, I don't have it all together. Yes, emotions are ruling my life. Yes, I can't make that initial step because I'm fearful and I'm anxious. What happens is when you humble yourself and you give it up to God as an offering, he then exalts you and he accelerates you into what you're called to do. Amen. Another scripture I absolutely love, it's in Proverbs 23, 26. It says this, my son, give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways. I love it. Today, friends, I, I, I encourage you and I, I want to propose this to you, that you would give God your heart, that you would give God your emotions, that everything that's bottled up inside that you've been trying to control your situation with, that you would just let go and you would just trust. Just trust him. Trust his word. And I encourage you to give it up and allow him to show you the ways to live a life that is fulfilled. A way to not be controlled by your emotions, but be led by him. Amen. And so, Austin, the band's up. I, I, I want to give you guys an opportunity for this moment. And the reason why is because Jesus is king of all. And I love the reality that God gave his son to us to die on the cross that we could be set free. It's not by our strength or our might, but it's by His Spirit, says the Lord. That when we immerse ourselves in the presence of God, that's the moment that everything changes. It's not about what the woman at the well, uh, sorry, the woman with the issue of blood necessarily did. It's actually got everything to do with who Jesus is. 
And so today, friends, I encourage you that you would put your trust back in God. That you say, God, I don't have it all together, but I want you. I need you, and I want you to lead my life. Jesus slipped out of his royal garments and then came into a form of a man to hang on that tree and take every emotion, take every shame, guilt, condemnation, every sin, and pin it to that cross. Not just so he would die for you, but you would die with him. That you, sir, as well, were pinned to that cross and you died with Christ Jesus and you rose again with him. You rose again into new life, into a life that is led by God. I love what the, what the Bible says. It says, those who are led by the Spirit are sons of God. Today, friends, will you be led by the Spirit? Will you say, God, I'm done. I want to give up. I want to let go. And I want to hold on to you. I want you to lead me. I want to be led by your Spirit and not be led by emotion. If I could get everybody in the room right now just to stand up as we conclude. Thank you, Father. And so I want everyone to bow their heads, close their eyes in this moment, and And I want you to be bold. If this is you, friend, if this is you and you're like, hey, I want to give it up and I want to hold on to God, I encourage you right now to raise your hand with every eyes closed and every head bowed. Don't let the emotions rule you. Don't let the opinions of people around you stop you. This is your moment to be set free. This is your moment to encounter Jesus, the one when you come into his presence, everything changes. And so right now, wherever you're at, I encourage you to put up your hand right now. And say, God, I want that. I want freedom, God. I want to be transformed, God. I don't want to be ruled, but I want to do what you've called me to do. I see you guys. See you. Yeah. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.